When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Jerry Recco is off today. I did the warm-up program with uh, CeeLo, and I welcome Eddie Scazzeri into the post-game podcast, the first of 2022. Welcome, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Yeah, you and I both had uh, two weeks off. Do you feel like you got anything uh, done in those two weeks? Did you set goals for the week, uh, the two weeks? I really didn't because holidays being what holidays are with family and shopping and travel and all that stuff i um it was a typical yule time break for me where it felt like it was a week not two weeks right and it was just all occupied with you know yuletide festivities with the family yuletide cheer now one of the things you planned on doing during the break was watching that beatles documentary did you get to that i did you watched the whole thing yes i was able to watch it before like things got really intense during the lead up those first uh you know that first four days before christmas yeah when we were off and i I enjoyed it thoroughly my wife enjoyed it thoroughly um i think it was i don't know if people who aren't beatles fans would have enjoyed it. i don't know why they would have watched it in the first place though yeah like i like any sort of i haven't watched it yet it's intimidating the length of it. Yes. Is intimidating to me. But I like I think it's for people who like music documentaries because mm-hmm. sometimes that used to happen with that old VH one show Behind the Music, where I used to love Behind the Music. It was a great like mm-hmm. one hour documentary. And there'd be sometimes I think it it was a new one every Sunday night. And sometimes it was Sunday night would come and it'd show up and it'd be like, Oh, I have no interest in this band. Mm. But I'm like, eh, what else am I gonna watch? And then I'd be into it. Like, yeah. so sometimes even just the idea that it's a rock documentary, a music documentary about watching people work together, sometimes even if I'm not that heavy into the band might be interesting. Or if it's like Leif Garrett, you know. That was the exact one, right? right? Mm-hmm. Leif Garrett. Like, what do I care I about Leif? I got sucked into that one. Right. When he brought out his friend in the wheelchair that he mm-hmm. paralyzed with a car accident. Yeah. Oh, Powerful, but the the weird thing about this is because of what it is. It's just this raw footage, where those behind the music things or or any other documentary, there's a narrator and they sort of tell a story, and it's it, it's more easily consumed. So like, uh, so this doesn't have 
a narrator in between or, or, or current day interviews with people Nothing. about it? No. Wow. It just has the footage. It has a little bit of a, a lead in about, you know, the growth of the Beatles and their popularity and, and why they stopped touring. But that's like maybe seven minutes, maybe not even. I forget. But then the only sort of thing you could call even narration or description, there are there's text that appears about what's going on. Okay. Like, uh, you know, the Beatles decided they were going to do this live television show and they started doing it at this one Twickenham Studios, but that didn't work out. But that's all you get. And it's like long, long stretches of just the footage of them just doing their thing. Does it move quickly or is it slow? It is slow. I will say that. It, I felt it was slow, but I was into it because I love the Beatles. Yeah. And just to watch them sort of, you know, how the songs were sort of created, it was very interesting. And if you're a musician who understands, like, you know, chord progressions and this and that, and let's do it in this key, now that, which I am not, but even then I was able to appreciate it a little bit, but not like a musician was. And you've... um toyed with playing the guitar and the piano and you still play the piano so perhaps that might speak to you a little bit about the the chords and the keys where most of that was kind of lost on me my, my wife used to play the piano and so she kind of understood a little more of that than than i did do you have a piano in your home we do not when why why did she stop well, it was her parents wanted her to take piano lessons. So it was one of those where it's like yes. kind of like forced upon right. you, and then you rebel against it. Yeah, and then and she actually played like some, I don't know if you would call them like recitals or whatever, in uh, from like seventh or eighth grade up through like halfway through high school, she would play in these these things. And I remember one of them was like at our high school, she played a duet, you know, where two people play the same piano. Oh, uh, she did one of those with uh, another student at our high school, and uh, but yeah, then has no interest. I wonder how much of that she would retain. Like, if uh, have you ever been in a place where there was a piano sitting there and she, uh, yes, attempted but, to play it. But yeah, it's been it's rare. Yeah, she doesn't, you know, because she knew she could never be great because she doesn't have. The large uh, hands and the long fingers. Yeah, that you got to spread those hands out. Correct, which the really great ones have, and she is not blessed with that. So, so no, no, she really kind of it is a part. It's in the past for her. I've been watching, uh, you know, on like uh, Instagram and stuff. I follow some piano people, mm -hmm. and uh, I saw a couple videos recently where they took these really old people who are like in their 90s, they have Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. dementia, they can't, they don't remember people's names. And they sit them down at a computer, at a uh, piano, They people who were piano players. Mm -hmm. And that part of the brain still remembers uh, which keys to hit. And it was really crazy yeah. to see. Like, it's... I mean, people who could barely move their hands. Right. And are able to, they're not hitting the wrong notes. It's like really amazing. That is, yeah, that is amazing the way the brain works. Whatever part, that's still on yeah. that part. One of the big things I accomplished during my uh, break was, you know, Tushy used to do commercials here at the radio yes. station. <clears throat> it was the bidet that you hook up to your toilet mm -hmm. seat. 
and you uh, and it shoots water in your butt and it cleans your butt. Yeah, kind of like a poor man's bidet. Yeah, like a poor man's bidet. The, Hello. The tushy. So when Tushy was running the commercials, I, I was like, I would like a, a Tushy, and the Tushy people sent me one because mm-hmm. Gio was doing the commercials. So I was like, okay. Uh, then I had the Tushy, and I looked at how you hook it up, and it hooks up to the cold water supply at the back of your toilet. I was like, you know what? I can't imagine ice cold water hitting my butthole. Mm. Like that did not sound appealing to me. No. Then I saw they had another version that hooks up to your warm water. But I also know that if I want the warm water to go, I got to run the cold water. I mean, I got to run the warm water for a while. Yes. So how does that work? Yeah, it has to, right, get get up to speed. That thing sat in my basement for a year. Izzo, who does the digital stuff around here it's told me you know he had purchased a, a tushy and he said you got to use it i said i don't, I don't want to shoot water i go shoots cold water he goes i'm telling you you don't you don't notice he's just like it's the greatest thing he love it and i said you know what during the break i'm going to hook up the tushy i gotta tell you it is fantastic really yes the water is not cold it's not warm but it's not i don't know if you're like there's certain parts of your body that are more sensitive than other parts to yes. hot and cold. Yeah. I don't know if the sphincter isn't sensitive to temperature, but it doesn't it 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 does not throw you off. As far as the like that it's using the cold water. Cuz I know when you sit down on a cold toilet seat Yes. Be- yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's where you listen if those pipes are right up against the outside of your house like mine are more internal i yeah, think yeah. A, a certain amount of the water so that's in ice the, cold right because there's a certain amount of water that's just in your pipes right mm-hmm. this is not out in the elements but man i i, I wish i'd done it sooner so really life-changing for you yes wow. Izzo was right he was right about that and it hooks right up to your to the to the water that goes to your toilet bowl it's like a splitter so do you have to get like pipe wrenches and all that no, I mean, one little wrench. Really, I was able to do it, and I can't do anything. It's same with Izzo. He hooked his up, and he doesn't. He told me he doesn't know how to do anything. So I know for a while you were using the squatty potty. Yeah. And then you kind of fell away yeah, from Yeah, because that. that felt weird. That's in your house now. There's nowhere to hide it in my place, the squatty potty. Oh. But this is great. So this this is... This will not be a fad for you. This will not be a fad for this me. This will not be like the Hare Krishna beads. No. No, I'm a believer. But there's a power, you know, There's a, you turn the dial to begin the water. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if it goes 1 to 10, let's say, mm-hmm. I have it on a 2, and it's intense. I cannot imagine turning that up to 10. Wow. Now, I've been told by Mr. Izzo that there are different levels of squatty potty, not squatty potty, tushy or bidet type use. Right now, I'm currently in the amateur stage. Okay. Meaning, I still probably tighten up when the water's shooting. Right. He says you will get to a point where you can relax that muscle, and then it acts as a enema and really cleans you out Yes. beyond. He was talking about that in our office, about how it's kind of like an enema. <laughs> Is it weird doing the podcast with Boomer Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that that is that it is uh, wonderful, the tushy, and I wish I'd done it sooner. Mm. 
and uh, don't be afraid of the cold water. They're not advertising anymore, but if but they should they I, I would welcome. And them. how much is it, Tushy? I think it was like a hundred bucks. Okay, but it doesn't seem like it's. Uh, you look at it, it's a piece of plastic. It's right, a, right, right. Trust me, it is wonderful. And in fact, I uh, spent time at Gina's house during the break. She has no tushy there. I felt disgusting mm. using the bathroom like an animal. Not only that, remember we had that uh, shortage of toilet paper? Yes. I barely use toilet right. paper now. So if you combo Metamucil uh-huh. and tushy. Oh, my gosh. It's tremendous. It is tremendous. No toilet paper ever. Uh, well, yeah. And and Tushy sends you these uh, little towels. They look like face cloths, mm-hmm. but they're made of bamboo, very soft. Nice. And you're supposed to pat dry your buttocks with it. Mm. But then I also use the thing of toilet paper just to give it. I'm not taking the, I'm not taking the face cloth thingy and putting it in the crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I pat I, it for the water, I and then through the crack. Good, but right. I recommend it. And maybe they'll be running deals now that it's after the holidays. I don't know how mm-hmm. that works. Or if they'll come back on board. Perhaps they will. They should. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with those commercials. We did. But I was doing those commercials thinking I was, I was like, you know, doing the commercials as if I was using and I really wasn't using Mm. it because I was afraid to hook it up. Right. And it was easy to hook up and I'd wish I'd done it earlier. Well, congratulations. Um. You know, we're moving to a Google workspace here at uh, WFA. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm a little nervous. We're about moving. That. We're going from Microsoft Outlook mm-hmm. to Google, and that transition's happening this week. Do you think it's going to be chaos here? Because oh, people, uh, yes, people don't like change. Right. Sometimes I like change with new technology, and other times I don't. But my guess is this is going to throw people into chaos. Yeah, there will be like half the company will not have access to their email for like four days. Right, because your your response is what I'm getting from a lot of people, which is I'll worry about that when it doesn't work. Yeah, they sent us all these training video <laughs> things. I haven't looked at one of them. No one has. Because I'm like, it's email. How hard could it be? Right. Like, what is this? Is It's like they make it too complicated. Right, it's just like, just show me how to right. initially punch in uh, in the settings, my email and whatever code I need. That's it. And then that's it. Right. And then I could figure out how to send an email. Yeah. Because I made the mistake. I got a, I upgraded my iPhone over the break and, uh, I had to reinstall every app mm-hmm. and try to figure out what the passwords were. Yes. And then the work here and a lot of places now have that double authentication. Yes. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure that out. Mm-hmm. So listen, it's a lot to go on there. So I look forward to the Google years here at WFAN. Yes. Um, and I hope it works. Because if it doesn't work, we're going to be in trouble around here. Yeah. No, and, I predict it will not go smoothly. It, but on Friday. Based on just past history. Right. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. All right. Uh, that's all for the podcast today. Yes, Boomer is patiently waiting. He to is, do his, which his, is uh, nice. I guess uh, Spank got the uh, the tripod out of his uh, he car. did yeah so it okay. is it's out of his car I see it right out there in the hole he had three, three tripods, tripods in his car three, three. wow mm. all right all well right. listen one of them's back and i don't think like he was sort of mocking the use of the uh of the uh what do you call it the teleprompter, teleprompter yeah. but sometimes boomer gets handed these things like boomer can you record this and it's a two paragraphs long and they just want you to wing it right. and talk into and, the camera. And he's never seen it before. Right. Get lost. Come on. That's what I say.
Yeah. All right, let's do the warm-up show. I did that with CeeLo this morning. We'll see you back tomorrow. I believe Jerry will be back. Hopefully. You never know what each day will bring. Whoever's here, they're here. You never know what COVID will bring. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Yes, oh, hi, I've been away, oh, this is out. I've been away, and this, I'm not, I can't put up with what I'm hearing about this hissing sound. There's no way anyone's going to listen to this. CeeLo is at home. Everyone's got COVID. I, honestly, we can't do this. We can't Guess do this, CeeLo. I don't hear any hissing. All right, <laughs> honestly, we got to cut up. I, I don't mean to be a douche. And this, but no one can listen to this. It is, sounds like you're in the Holland Tunnel. All right. It's well, terrible. I'm going solo. Pull me down and I'll try to work Yeah, on work that out. Holy crap. 2022. What are we doing? Here's the thing. Everyone has COVID now. Jerry, I don't know where Jerry is today. Uh, CeeLo's home. The key to not getting COVID, don't have children. Eddie doesn't have children. I don't have children. We're COVID-free. Children are the rats of society. They carry disease. They will get you sick. They're constantly have a runny nose, snot falling out of their heads. They're picking their nose. They're eating it. They're meeting with other children doing the same thing. The key to not get move out of your home, uh, get to a hotel during the uh, coronavirus. Uh, yeah, no, I, no one's gonna. I, I no one will be able to listen to that. So I'm going solo today. I don't know where Jerry is. Jerry, I guess, had uh, uh, the coronavirus, and um, he's out. And then CeeLo uh, got uh, close contact coronavirus some point yesterday, and he's on uh, a, a Mars planet. So that's not happening. All right. So what we've got plenty to discuss, though, uh, with the football uh, and the NFL yesterday. Uh, we got a lot of action going on with the uh, we know what the with the playoff picture is going to be now uh, or starting to uh, come into effect. I guess they're not they the schedule for the final week 18, they'll decide what games uh, go where cuz I guess there's two Saturday games on ESPN and ABC and then the Sunday games uh, will be very exciting because a lot of them will come down to uh if you're if you win you're in and that sort of situation. Uh, and we got Brown Steelers tonight to close out the week. And I guess this is Ben Roethlisberger's uh, last game at Heinz Field, he was saying. Is this guy retiring or is he going to uh, free agency? I have no idea. My guy, I guess he's retiring. He's an old fella. I mean, he came up in the Eli Manning era, and Eli's been gone for years now. In fact, I don't think the Giants have uh, put together a six-game a six uh, winning season uh, since Eli's been Excuse back. me, Al. I oh, yeah. think we have a better situation. Let's see. A testing, CeeLo. Hello? Hi, Al. There you are. What happened? I think my when I plugged in my webcam to get ready for the <laughs> CBS Sports Network the webcam, it yeah. overrode my microphone audio. Oh, I see what you're saying. So then uh, it yeah. was taking your webcam audio. 
Right, which is just more of a big picture situation rather than the crisp microphone audio. So where is Jerry today? Uh, well, Al, as you may be aware, I know you know you were busy on vacation last week, so Jerry did come down with COVID at All right. Monday's show, and he and Sal then worked remotely for the rest of the week. Um, Does Sal I, have COVID I, also? Why was he I, working remotely? I don't know well, what's going could, on anymore. I'll tell you, Al, if you, if you let oh. me finish the answer, right. I'm just messing with you. Um, yeah, so technically, because we were in the studio with Jerry on Monday, we were considered close contacts, and the new protocol is that you have to stay away for five days unless you're booster. It's a whole complicated thing. So anyway, <laughs> um, I missed the rest of the week after after Tuesday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Jerry was after Tuesday, I guess it was. I don't know. It's all a blur now. Sal stayed home because he has the ability to work from home. I really don't, but we're going to try and do it today, uh, this morning, because Jerry still can't come back. And my plan up until about 8 o'clock last night was to come back into the studio because I'm beyond the five days. But then, of course, last night, my wife gets back her PCR test results, which for whatever reason came back positive, even though she and I both tested negative, I think combined six times. Where are you getting the all these tests? All I hear, anywhere I go, I'm not looking for a test. Luckily, yeah. I don't have symptoms. But everywhere I go, supermarkets, drugstores, there's just signs everywhere, no tests. And then I hear people going, I've passed 17 tests. Where's everyone are, getting tests? You are right about that. I will say this. Um, the the PCR test that my wife took. I don't even know I what actually, that means. That's the lab test, Al, rather than the rapid test. Okay, the that's that where they put you, the, you, the you mail it away somewhere. Or you go to a doctor's office and they take your sample and, yes, they send it off to the lab. So it takes so, some time. Yeah, right. So I had actually ordered that before Christmas through the New Jersey State website because that was the new thing. Yeah, you can get an at-home PCR yeah. test. You do the test in your home. Be, uh, someone supervises you on Zoom, and then you <laughs> put it in. You, you send it out to UPS. It's, it's insane, dude. So, yeah. So I had one. So I had her do it because she had some very light symptoms last week. But we got a bunch of these rapid tests um, from my in-laws and then another place locally in Marlboro that we heard about, very hush-hush, that gets tests every morning delivered to their place of business. It's, it's like the black market, man. It's so crazy. So stupid. So anyway, we both were testing throughout the week after my exposure to Jerry and some other family stuff from Christmas, and everything was all good. And then all of a sudden, uh, last night, I got the email back about her PCR result, and it came back positive. So once I got that, considering I've been exposed to her all week, even though I've tested negative and I feel fine, I felt that it was the proper thing to do to not come into the studio and potentially expose all of you. Yeah, imagine. And here we are. I've had enough. I've already. I've been on a vacation for two weeks. I need another break already from all you COVID people. Yeah, I figured this wouldn't sit all that well with you, and I'm sure Boomer's going to have a field day with it. The fact that Jerry's not there, and I'm at home, and God, I go, we go away for a week, and all hell breaks loose. I'm I, sure we'll be getting a lot of that. Today. I thought we were starting a whole new era at WFAN. We've got Tiki and Tierney, I think they start today, right, Eddie? Are they you, do. Yeah, uh, yeah Tiki yeah. and Tierney start. There's a whole new era. We've got NFL, we're uh, week 18 coming up. The, we, the, the playoff picture even though Scott Hansen's been touting the playoff picture since week four, four current <laughs> NFL playoffs, if the playoffs started today, they actually start, and we've seen, we now know teams that are clinched, teams that are getting buys. We know a lot. So, and then I'm trying to figure this out, Celia. Maybe you know you work over at the NFL Network. No, I don't, but that's okay. So, so the uh, week 18, we know who's playing. 
Right, because the schedule's been set clearly. Yes, they 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 put that out last night. Yes, they put that out. Well, the, no, the NFL the schedule itself has been put out from the beginning of yes, the year. Yes, correct. The opponents have been out. Yes. Yes, but so they haven't. You're saying last night they put out like which games are Saturday, which games are Sunday, or not yet? That's that's correct, Al. Is yes. that right? How do that I not see right. that? I don't know, but uh, I'm on top of that for you. All just, right. You know, since you're not. That's so we've right. got ex- – so there are certain games that are if you win, you're in. I know the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. uh, Chargers, that's a game oh. where if whoever wins is in the playoffs. Correct. That is a play-in game, oh. and hence that will be the Sunday night game, the final game of Week 18. Chargers at Raiders, winner advances to the playoffs. That's the Sunday night game? Correct, yes. By the way, Michelle DeFoya was off again last night. Huh. How about that? I mean, you cannot go on the view. You will lose your job. That's what um, happens. I guess. I don't know if I'd view it that way. Oh, isn't yeah. it she's not gonna Yeah, but didn't isn't it partially her cause? Maybe. You know what? No. Let's not go down that let's not no. go down that road. All right, yeah. so then uh do you know off the top of your head? If not, we'll get it next uh, segment. The the Saturday games because there's two Saturday games. I NFL. do, Al. Mm. See, that's called show prep. When you don't have to, when you don't have to drive into work yeah. and find a parking spot, there's more time for show prep. Ooh. Yes, Saturday you got a doubleheader. You got the Chiefs at the Broncos at 4:30, so you got a chance there for Kansas City to wrap up the AFC one seed and home field advantage. All right, and then in Game Two, there's really no playoff implications. It's Cowboys at Eagles. I guess the playoff implications would be seeding, but both of those teams have already locked up their berths. Cowboys are the division champs, and the Eagles, as a result of the Vikings' loss last night, clinched themselves a wild-card berth. It's somewhat embarrassing for the NFL that the Eagles are in the playoffs. They are you. There is at no point during this season did people think of the Philadelphia Eagles as a playoff team. Well, you know what they say, Al, what Bill Parcells once said, you are what your record says you are. And we let so them right off now, the hook. Their record, well, that's Dennis Green, but oh. that's okay. Um, their their record says that they are indeed a playoff team. So, but they'll go. have to play a really good team, and they'll get bounced in a second. Right now, they are the seven seeds. So, if the playoffs started today, Al, yeah. they would they would visit the Rams, who are currently the two seed. All right. Hmm. So I can give you I can give you the playoff matchups as they stand right now. No, because they're, they're going to change. Right. I just love the idea of the you win. I love you win and you're in week. The final week of the season. Yeah, well, I love I th- that. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Charger Raider game is a win and in for both. Right. Really, there's only three spots left, I believe, between the two conferences because in the AFC, you've got the Colts and Chargers are in wild card positioning now, and the Raiders, Ravens, and Steelers are still alive pending the result of Pittsburgh's game tonight with the Browns, which you already mentioned. And then in the NFC, there's just one spot left, and I think that'll either be the 49ers or the Saints because the Eagles already clinched their berth, as did all the other teams. So there's not a lot of actual berths or spots left. It's more about the seeding based on what happens in Week 18. And where's Lamar Jackson been? He's been nursing uh, nursing this ankle injury. It was bizarre. He he practiced limited on Wednesday, and I saw some video of him on the field where he was clearly limping and then didn't practice Thursday and Friday. So I guess they sent him out there and thought, you know what, this isn't ready to go, and we're going to have to sit him down. But, yeah, I mean, they, they're in a, a free fall here without him. I think it's – I want to say they've lost four in a row now. And, yeah, they're going to have to, I guess, win and maybe even get some help now in week seven or in week 18 in order to get themselves into the playoffs. And really the Colts had a golden opportunity to lock up their berth yesterday, but they choked it away at home against the Raiders. So now they've still got to figure it out here in week 18. 
You know, it's funny. I was watching that Raider Colt game yesterday, and I see the 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 head coach of the Raiders, who I don't even know the dude's name. Rich Basaccia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I see him. I'm like, maybe not. Oh yeah, remember John Gruden? That was this <laughs> season. That feels like that was two years ago. I know. He's at the guy. The Pas- I think it's Basaccia. Yeah. He's done. He's actually done a nice job. You, you thought after. Gruden got fired and everything happened with Henry Ruggs, that man, right. you know what, their season's over. And all of a sudden, they've played themselves right into the mix here. Yeah, because they, they take a shot at the coach on the sideline. And I'm like, oh, yeah, who's, who's that, this dude who's again? That guy? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a nice Gruden pitch. was this yeah. coach. <laughs> that's a nice goatee he's got going there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, and then as soon as I saw that, I thought of that, I, I see the score. I'm like, why isn't this guy up for coach of the year? This guy got thrown right into the middle of a disaster. Yeah, I mean, there's some the good Raiders. options. Mike Vrabel, what he's done with the Titans, considering the injuries that they've dealt with. Uh, Zach Taylor with the Bengals. I mean, that's just off the top oh, right. of my head. A couple of the names that come up. Well, Belichick's always an option. And uh, the Chargers are one of my uh, favorite teams this year. So I- I've got to be Why? rooting f- uh, because they're good. Uh, they're, so, they're what they always are. They're right around 500. Right. You can't figure them out week to week, and they don't have a playoff berth locked up here. By the way, I this mean, is, they're, in, they're in position, but they haven't clinched anything. These Chargers have been like this their entire existence. Right. The Philip Rivers so era, same thing. This year. Yeah. Which I love the 1980s Dan Fouts with Charlie Joyner, Kellen Winslow, Chuck Muncie at running. Out. They were the same back then. Yeah. They, Going right to your comfort zone. The 80s. <laughs> it's like comfort food. It's like it's like it's like a chicken tenders and French fries for me. Nice comfort uh, food. That's right. Now I like chicken tenders and fries as well. Next break, we'll do, next segment we'll do Jets and Giants. But uh, we mentioned oh, the uh, we mentioned the Eagles. Two interesting things uh, from that game. One, a dude on Washington, Ricky Seals Jones. Yes, I saw this. Collides. Rizzo smashed into multiple people on the sideline holding cameras. I think and... it was really that main guy because they had the shot of him coming like right into your oh, living right. room. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he suffered a neck injury. Can we get these cameramen out of there? Well, they provide, why? The, why they are provide they... the shots. Right. Well, you know. so we have Zoom. Ca- My iPhone can zoom in on things. Zoom in. Just like the guys that are sitting uh, uh, with their regular uh, telephoto lens still photography. They're yeah. right at the end of the end zone. Get out of there. So you want like more yes. remote control cameras. cameras. Yes, Robot I do. Cameras. Scott, look at put more people out of work. Okay. Yeah. Well, someone's got to operate. <laughs> go study robotics. Yeah, that's true. That's what I would study. If I was a kid yeah. right now, I'd go right for ro- I go right to be able to control robots. Well, I think That's my these, t- the TV networks that are broadcasting, broadcasting the games have the, a lot, in, all, in most cases, have those capabilities. But what you get a lot of times down on the sidelines is some of the, and I don't know that this was the case with that particular uh, guy with the camera, but you get these local news channels down there that want their footage for the, you know, the 11 o'clock news and the five-minute sports report they do at night. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. And then they it's give the guy. Twenty twenty-two now. Let's get together. Get it together. Now with the guy who uh, got knocked down. Meanwhile, this uh, uh, Ricky, Ricky Seals, Seals Jones, Jones yeah. has a I neck had injury. To be stretchered off. Yeah, right. He gets stretchered off, but the other guy gets. Uh, hey, applause! Hey, you're the cameraman. You, you collided. Right. You're fine. Fu- if I'm Ricky Seals Jones, I'm like, what is? Get these. Eddie held a boom mic for years on the uh, Jets uh, radio network. Parabolic. Parabolic. That, that Did big, you that thing really? That, I never knew that about <laughs> That you. thing that looks like a, a satellite dish. 
He's on holding it on Jets, the sideline. Jets broadcast and Giants broadcast. Did you get ever get plowed over by a player? I came close, but Who? I was I don't remember. Who almost hit you, Eddie? I don't I don't remember. Ricky Seals and, Jones. And what? And Eddie, what uh what channel were the Jets on at the time while you were doing this? We actually had the rights to both teams. That's right. Did we? Wow. For, yeah, for about a four year period. Nice. Huh. Who knew? Well, I didn't How about others that? did, I'm sure. <laughs> that, and then the other thing uh, in that Eagles-Washington uh, game is when Jalen Hurts was leaving the field, that was awesome. Yes. He's going into the tunnel, to, the game's over, and uh, the, the stands collapse around him, and he falls right to the – all these fans fall – they pile right out on top of him. Meanwhile, uh, they were all – Not quite on well, top of it. It could have been. Yeah, but, it was cl- very close to that. What was cool is they were all Eagles fans, yeah. right, in Washington. Well, he was taking selfies with him. It was awesome. Of course. Yeah, he handled it great. The slowest walk I've ever seen, by the way. I was like, they put the video on, and whoever put it out there at first was like, wait till the end, which is good because I'm kind of like, okay, great. What's going on? It's a slow walk. There's a bunch of Eagle fans in the crowd. He's soaking up the moment. Oh, God. Stadium collapsed. I like this Jalen Hurts. He's cool. Yes, very smooth. Smooth. Especially when you listen to him post game, he's Is got that like right? that. He's got to tell you what, he's got great radio voice. You could throw him right on the air, and he'd be good to go. Maybe they'll be my uh, playoff team. I like to pick a couple playoff teams. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we're for the Eagles. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's take a break. When we come back. We'll talk about the Giants suck, the Jets suck. We'll talk about <laughs> more NFL playoff uh, scenarios. How about the Antonio Brown about situation? That? Yeah, How that's about that? stupid. We'll talk about All it. Right. I suppose. I'm sick of that guy's act as well. Yeah, but you have to admit that was a pretty unique scene it was yesterday. Fun. Yeah, I love that it doesn't even like bother the Brady and the Buccaneers. They're so above everything. It's like, oh, one of our guys just stripped nude yeah. and left. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, CeeLo was here. Uh, Boomer and Geo are back from vacation. They'll be here at the top of the hour if, if they're not infected with COVID. <laughs> and uh, back in uh, very shortly. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. Nice to meet you. I'm joined by CeeLo today. He's at home in some uh, back room of his because he's a close contact to COVID. Jerry's a close contact to COVID. Everyone's a close no, contact. Jerry has COVID. Oh, Jerry he has said COVID. that on the air last week. Oh, so, wow. you, know. are you, you can't see me, but I was air drumming just now. Are you down with the sickness, CeeLo? I'm literally COVID, down, with the, down with the sickness. Oh, wow. Yes. Is come that why on, you guys chose on, that? down with the sickness. Yes, did that's why that I chose that. I did. Nicely and now done. snow's coming. What's going on here in uh, New York City? It's January. That's what's going All on. right. Man. They already salted the streets. What if? Good. I, I always worry that uh, when I see salted streets and there's no snow on them, that's damaging my tires. That's what I think. Oh, my God. Because if you put salt on stuff, it it eats away and wears at. I'm like, wait, uh, can't we, shouldn't we uh, put it down when the snow shows up? Yeah, I would say that the amount of stuff your tires probably yeah. uh, encounter on the road that you're not aware of, oh, I yeah. think you'd be all right with the salt. I'm running over dead rats, raccoons. Yeah, nails, Fighting rocks. deer. Yeah. 
vomit on the streets of New York, urine, feces, all these things. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, let's do the Giants first, because they are laughable, laughable. You cannot, if I'm a Giant fan, and I I, uh, was a Giant fan, when I came back to work, when I came to work at WFA and I decided I was going to root for the Giants and Jets, good for business, right? Right. Right. So I did find myself rooting for the Giants, even though I grew up a Cowboy fan who Why? I used to hate the Giants. What does it matter if they win? Well, I, it was no. I'm saying in general. Oh, okay. I started because it, it was good when they would win. Yeah. This is the very first year I find myself openly rooting against the Giants, and I find it hard to believe if you are a diehard Giant fan and you're a Giants fan, right, Sue? Yes. You cannot sell people on bringing Joe Judge back, but they're going to. It sure seems that way, uh, unless you are in the school of thought that Judge's 11-minute diatribe from yesterday was him begging to keep his job oh, is that right? via the media. Is that what some people was... are thinking? Um, I don't know. I, mean, that's, I don't even know if I would call that an informed opinion or oh. an educated guess, but I mean, it was... It it was one of those situations that made you scratch your head and you're like, what? Why did he feel the need to do this right now? What's the what's the motivation and the upside here other than he he sounds like a buffoon going on and on and on and talking about all the guys that are calling him up, wishing they were still on the team and how they don't have golf clubs in their locker room at this time of year. And the best one was when he was like, I was on a staff in 2018 where we all thought we were getting fired. Meanwhile, he was on the Patriots staff in 2018, coming off back-to-back Super Bowls, and they were like 6-2 and two at the halfway point of the season. So I don't know what the hell he was yeah. talking about. Yeah, he seems nuts right about now. Now, I do give people a pass right after games because he he now goes in. They go into Chicago. They lose 29-3. I went back <clears throat> to the last three games because I'm like, these Giants, they don't score any points. They've scored 19 Combined points, 19. So, CeeLo, that's under 20 points. Yeah. In for total of three games. 19 points in the last three games. Dude, it's not that's NFL stupid. football. And yesterday, I mean, they're going to try and convince you, oh, yeah, we game plan, we worked hard all week, try and come out and win. At one point, I think they had 27 rushes and yeah. two pass attempts. I'm sorry. I mean, this is not college football. This is not high school football. I understand your quarterback situation is a disaster right now. But don't try and hit me with the, you know, we play hard. Guys aren't giving up. You know, going to come out and try and win the game, play free. It's it's crap. You just tried to survive and get through the game because your quarterbacks stink, both of them. And he did not. you did not put forth an NFL brand of football yesterday against another flawed, mediocre, poor team. And you made them look like, you know, they were going off to the playoffs as the one seed. It's a joke. Yeah, it was fun watching on the red zone. I was like, immediately, they're like, oh, my gosh, already in the Giant game, there's a turnover. And then moments later, another turnover. That Mike Glennon had two turnovers in six plays. Yeah, he had two turnovers in six plays. He had four for the game. They had special teams issues. They had the safety. I mean, they had negative 10 passing yards yesterday, net. Which I saw when was you, the when worst. When you factor in the sacks. Right, the negative 10 Net passing yards for a game was the worst since Ryan Leaf, <laughs> a guy who would admit was admittedly on drugs and alcohol. Oh man! In 1998, you know it's like you fall behind big in a game like this, 
And, you know, they eventually, I don't even want to say opened it up, but they did at least start throwing the ball a little yeah. bit more. You know, you usually get guys like they pad the stats on the back end, window dressing. Go to Like the Giants even did that. They did that in the Charger game where Glennon scored a couple of fourth-quarter touchdowns. They didn't even manage that yesterday. The dude finished 4 of 11 for 24 yards. Yeah, it's embarrassing. The final box reminded me of Eli Manning's stat line his rookie year when the Giants went down to Baltimore and played the Ray Lewis Ravens defense at like the peak. You know, they were like peak Ravens. And I think his quarterback rating that day was 0.0. I'd have to go back and look at his final numbers. I think they might have even been slightly better than what Mike Glennon gave yesterday. And Mike Glennon's uh, career as a starter, his his, uh, record is horrendous. There a lot a thing went around social media last week which showed his very long neck and then they made his neck like a bar graph <laughs> to show how much money he's made at each stop in his career. Must be nice. The guy's loaded. Like Mike Glenn, if you live in Mike Glennon's neighborhood, he's loaded. Of course he is. And the beauty lo- of the, the the veteran backup quarterback that oh, sticks around for a that's while. That's my dream job. Although the real dream job is not getting in the games. Like he has to go in and play these games, which right. stinks yeah. for him. He was probably like, God, I wish Jake Fromm was playing today. Yeah, where's Jake Fromm? Uh, Here was the, real quick, just because I mentioned it. Here was the Eli numbers that day. It was also, it was a December game in Baltimore, his rookie year. He was 4 of 18 for 27 yards and two picks. So very similar to what we got from Mike Lennon yesterday. Obviously the difference being Mike Lennon was not the first overall pick in the draft. Correct. Correct. Now, Joe Judge said, uh, I love this quote of Joe Judge. This ain't some clown show organization. Yeah, who do you think he was referring to when he said that? I don't know. Be- because he also referenced, we don't got guys punching each other on the sidelines. Clearly, that was in reference to what happened with uh, the Washington football team last right. week in Dallas. So I wonder who he had in mind when he mentioned the clown show. Because he gave you the golf club thing a couple times, and apparently that was a Golden Tate reference a couple years ago. He Remember put he his was golf on the club. team <laughs> like late in the year. Yeah, his golf club guy planning vacations. So you got you had that. So there were like little little Easter eggs sprinkled in throughout the the judge diatribe yesterday, and you kind of read between the lines. He also at some point um, I forget the exact wording, and I'll I'll play it later on where he referenced. I'm not going to come up here and you know throw my players under the bus. And some people I think thought maybe he was referring to what Pat Shermer did late in his Giants tenure there. Wow, so, he had a lot of Easter eggs in this. Uh... Yeah, it, it was well again 11 minutes, and he talked so fast. These you know these reporters went back and transcribed it. It was like over 2,000 words or something ridiculous like that. So there's a lot to unpack other than all that. All right, okay, right there so that he mixed. That's you know part of his lingo. Yes. Uh, so there was a lot of that. It's a little bit more, I would say, quantity over quality in those 11 minutes. But there was some interesting stuff mixed in there for sure. Don't you think Giants fans would prefer to see their players punching each other in the face on the sidelines? Like yeah. That would, like in, that would show that they were fired up and ticked off. That's right. Like when uh, Wild Thing Vaughn and Willie Mays Hayes got into it in Major League Two in the dugout. And then yeah. Bob Euchre slash Harry Doyle wakes up and from his you know drunken stupor and says, my God, the Indians are showing you know signs of life here. They're beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, like even yesterday <laughs> in the uh, Ram game, Jalen Ramsey's smacking one of his guys across the face. Albeit yeah, he's one of those guys that always on. likes to, he likes to yeah, mix it up for let's sure. let's go. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. That's why last week I didn't, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think the thing with Washington last week was that big a deal, no. especially those guys played at Alabama together, those two guys for Washington. Like, I'm sure they've known each other a long time. Hell, I've got I've got sons that are going to be 6-3 and three in a couple of months, and they're constantly beating the crap out of each other here at home. It comes with the territory. Yeah, I don't care if my teammates are punching each other, shoving each other, pushing each other on the sidelines. I don't. I want to see it. 
You know where we draw the line, Al? Yeah. When you walk off the field, rip off your pads, your jersey, your gloves, and and you leave the stadium. So the, the game ends. So yeah, yeah. So yesterday in that Jet uh, box game, which by the way, uh, what a tremendous ending. Uh, the way that that because I had a jet, my Jet friend uh, friend Steve texted me before the game. He goes, "Oh, Jet's gonna beat Tom Brady." I go, "I go, they get zero shot, zero. Then at a halftime, he's texting me, look at this, uh, third quarter, fourth quarter, blah, blah, blah. And then what happens? Tom Brady just decides, game over. Yeah, Who, by the, the way, switch. that Cyril receiver, Grayson. I don't yeah. even think that receiver played receiver in no, college. He does. No, oh, in college? In college. I, don't know. I think yeah. he was a, a sprinter. That sounds about right. Yeah. He's, like Ronaldo, he's 28. Nehemiah. He's bounced around here and there, yeah. and he's gotten a chance to play this year because of all the injuries they've had at wide receiver, Antonio Brown included, and then the suspension. So he's kind of come on for them a little bit. But yeah, it was just, you know, the, the Bucks looked disinterested all day from the start, and then it's like Brady just flips the switch there. <laughs> okay, we'll go right down the field and r- rip your heart out again. But now your Jet fan friend, yeah. is he one of these Jet fans who was annoyed that they were winning the game because of the draft no. implications? No, no, he no, wanted no. to see them win the game. He wanted okay. to see them win the game. Gotcha. Because it was because it was Tom Brady. Yeah, and I mean, as Robert Sala lamented afterwards, they really should have on that fourth and two had they just properly communicated what they wanted Zach Wilson to do, which is it's typical, right? So the well, Jets, so what does that even the, mean? Right. So isn't this typical Jets? They go toe to toe with the defending champs. They got a chance to beat Brady. And here we, we come out of the game still with some sort of controversy in a game, by the way, where one of the opposing players just quits and leaves the field in the second half. And he's out there in the parking lot waiting for his Uber before the game ends. So the Jets. And we're still, we're still talking about something that went wrong for the Jets. So the Jets have a fourth and two. Yeah. If they get this, they kill game the clock, over. game's over. Yes. By the way, that two yards looked like five yards. Like it was, a, yes. as they say, a long fourth and two. A long two yards. And they just have their quarterback dive forward? Yeah, QB sneak pretty much. QB sneak. And they go, oh, he got the wrong play. How? Can I I help you two idiots out for a second? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, hi, Hi, good morning, guys. How are you? Al, good to see you. Good to see you as well. Um, you know, as CEO correctly pointed out, there was um, there was a problem with the communication. You know, All Matt right. LaFleur, or Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's younger brother, should have said to Zach Wilson, we're calling this play and we're running this play. You are not checking out of this play. The quarterback ran a play that is combined with the play that they called if he sees a certain look on defense. And the quarterback is like a robot right now because he's a rookie. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. He's actually playing better the last couple of weeks. So he ends up calling the quarterback sneak as opposed to giving the end around to Braxton Berrios. The play was to go to Black, Braxton Berrios around. And Braxton has been Braxton has been one of their best players, if not the best offensive player on this team. So they had For the sure. right play called. It's just that Zach Wilson did something on his own. And he's a rookie quarterback and doesn't realize. So this is part of the growing process that we're all living in. So I know you guys want to sit here and go, well, I can't believe they called that play. Yeah. Well, it falls on the shoulders of first the coaches not communicating with the young quarterback to tell him, do not run the alternate play that is combined with this play that we've been working on all year. Right. You only have one option here. Do it. Sam Weiss used to say to me, carry, C-A-R-I. This is a carry play. And I'm like, carry? What the? Carry is call and run it. Call and run it. Do not change out of it. Do not audible out of it. Don't do anything but run the freaking play. Again, this is why they meet. This is why they practice. This is why they have training camp is to go through all these 
situations. And to Rob Sala's credit, two things. One, I love the fact that he went for it. Two, I love the fact that he explained it the right way after the game so the fans understood what it was, and he blamed his coaching staff, not his player. Boomer, let me ask nice. you this. So I'll just cut in here and ask you this. Do you fully believe – I'm not trying to stir the pot, and there's a follow-up to this. Do you fully believe the explanation Robert Sala gave after the 100%. game? 100%. Yeah, it's too, it's, it, it's too involved, and it's, it's too accurate from where I sit that I do believe he's telling you the truth. And I honestly – I, from all the things that Rob Sala said this year, most coaches lie or they fib or they tell a little bit of a tale. You know, you kind of get used to that. Um, I, I don't. Rob Sala is not that kind of guy. He knew what he was stepping into. He knew it's been difficult. His team played hard yesterday. They're playing to the end, which is great. And the quarterback is getting a little bit better each and every week. So if you ask me, I know the loss stings and it hurts the guys that play. And I know the fans wanted to beat Tom Brady. And the today they keep their draft position, which is just going to be as important when we get here to April. When that gets here to April, the that, reason I the reason I asked, sorry, I just want to get this in, and then then I'll I'll be quiet. The reason I asked you that, and you wouldn't have known this because you were obviously doing your responsibilities at CBS. I was surprised, and I later saw the video on the Jet post game on SNY with Bart Scott, Lejay Duzable, and Willie Colon. They were destroying Zach Wilson and suggesting that he knowingly checked out of the play into the QB sneak because of his ego and because he wanted to be the, they boomer. When I tell you, I mean, they went, you would think, Hey, team friendly post game on the, you know, the team affiliated network, they crushed him and laid it all at his feet. I was very surprised to see that. And, and I, I, again, Rob Sala basically blamed his coaches for not communicating a certain right. play that you should have called and run it. You know, I understand what those guys are saying. They've never played the position. They have no clue to what they are talking about. <laughs> and I, I, I used to ask Bart when I worked with him at CBS and when he was here at WFN, you know, what is a linebacker looking at? I, I don't know what the hell they're doing half the time. I, I can figure out what they're trying to do, but I don't know their intricacies of their position. They have no idea of what they're talking about because they haven't played the position. Right, they're defensive guys. All right. those guys you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, let's just scream well, at them. Their defense, but the Tom Brady and the and the offense go right down the field at the end of the game. <laughs> you know, maybe Rob Sala was thinking, you know, if we don't make it, I can believe in my defense. They've been shutting them down all week, all, all game long. Uh, what the hell happened to the defense on the last series? So, I, but I don't want to get into finger pointing. They look better today than they have pretty much all year long, or yesterday than they have all year long. They're getting 100%. better. Yeah. That's all about it. I love the look, and, I, and I, if this guy is a listener, we need him to call into Boomer and Geo today. The, there was one, uh, the middle-aged fella in particular, that when Brady threw that touchdown pass oh, at yeah. the end of the game, <laughs> that they went to in the crowd, he was just looked like a like the prototypical Jet fan and everything he has experienced in his life. Just this look of disgust, and I can't believe... <laughs> Brady just did that to him. It was you know so what? great. You know what? I, I'm going to leave you. I, I came in to, you know, help you out a little bit. But Thank uh, you. I just, I will say this, that this is going to be known as the Antonio Brown game. Like the Jets have oh these things. God. So I had the spike game. We got the butt fumble game. Now we got the Antonio Brown, you know. Oh, uh, we had the seeing ghost game. Yeah, we had the seeing ghost game. I mean, it's unbelievable what goes on over game. there with the Jets, man. It's ridiculous. All right, let's take a break, CeeLo. When we come back, we'll do a little more Antonio Brown. We've got some other NFL fun things. And uh, one of my best friends, Dan Reeves, passed away. I, when I say best friends, one time I sat next to him on an airplane. 
Huh. Uh, we'll do that on the other side. The Boomer and Geo back live at 6 a.m. Welcome back to the Warm Up Show. My name is Al. Hi. Welcome. Uh, Jerry's out today. CeeLo is at home doing the program from home because he was a close contact. Jerry had COVID. I was talking to uh, Gio during the commercial break. He's right. Like, everyone you know has COVID now. Pretty much. That's where we're at at the moment. Yep. We're all got the COVID. At well, some you point, don't. well, I and don't. Gio I have a super immune Boomer system. Doesn't. Eddie doesn't. Eddie, well, Gio, Gio did have it. He did, right? He's in the clear for a little while. Luckily, I have a very super immune system. They'll use is this that one. What it is? Yeah, they'll use this audio on the news when COVID kills me. <laughs> <laughs> a very arrogant WFAN producer, Al Dukes, was uh, uh, talked himself into COVID. Is it that, or that you just? Don't associate with a lot of people outside of work. Uh, the problem. Well, listen, I do on the weekends. Listen, I go to restaurants. I go uh, well, mainly to restaurants. That's really all I do is I will go to restaurants on the weekends. I'll go uh, Friday night dinner out, uh, Saturday lunch out, Saturday dinner out, Sunday. You know, that's all I do as far as the social life. So I do still go out and do those things. Um, but I don't have children. And as we know, children while they are our future, also carry disease. In general, yes. But in this case, what uh, myself and Jerry were dealing with, really, I don't think had anything to do with kids. Is that so, right? Yeah, that is right. Hmm. I would dis- Let's agree to disagree. All right. Fair enough. Now, uh, everyone knows at this point about the Antonio Brown situation. Uh, we still don't have an explanation, though, as to why... Uh, Antonio Brown did not want to go in the game when Bruce, this is according to Jay Glazer, that yeah. said that uh, Arians wanted him in the game. He said no. He asked them to go in the game again. He said no again. He said, get out. Shut it down. Yeah, I think he had taken himself out. And then, yeah, when he was asked to go back in, he, he said, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Then he uh, he should have just stripped completely nude because he took his shirt off. Well, I guess because he, he had took everything shoulder off except pants. his his from his the pants. from the waist up, everything came off. Yeah. Like if he would have got completely nude, I mean, no underpants, anything that would have been what a scene. <laughs> it was still a scene, man. Yeah, but Let it would It wasn't that big of a scene because it was Antonio it was Brown. If Tom no, Brady but, did that, it would be something different. It but, was Antonio but Brown. That's the point, Tom. No one else. The guys aren't going to do that. But like, it, it's just not. But it was so so not a surprise that it didn't even throw off Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. It was, it was still pretty wild. Well, we don't know that just because Brady seemed calm about it after the no, game doesn't mean he because he went you know, right down the field and smashed the Jets in the face well, for the billionth a, time in his career. A quarter later, yeah, yeah. A it wasn't like later. Brown walked off the field with, you know, hey, we're about to go into the two-minute drill here. Game's on the line. See you later. I'm out of here. The dude was showered and dressed, waiting outside for, presume, I'm not going to say Uber, but for some car service to pick him up before the game even ended. All right. That wasn't even the most embarrassing part of the game yesterday. That would be Jets rookie Brandon Eccles. Yeah, that was that was rough. Who intercepted Tom Brady during the game. Right before halftime, led to a field goal. And then got the ball that he picked off, and after the game, ran to Brady like a little boy, <laughs> yeah, would be to a father <laughs> figure, and asked him to sign it. If I'm Brady, I go get lost, loser. He he had the sharpie ready to go. He signed it for him. I mean, then he had a little embrace with Zach Wilson. Act like you've been there to this well, Brandon Eccles. That's the point. But he is there. 
That'd be like me stopping Mike Frances in the hallway and going, quick autograph. Doesn't this back, go back when he was the, here? Didn't you get into the beef with Beningo about this I did. with the autographs and athletes? Yes. So, but I'm saying, like, at least but... with with that, that was Joe Beningo and an athlete. They don't are they're not in the same. They don't they're not do peers. They're not yeah. peers exactly. Thank you. They're not peers. You would never do that. That's just that's so embarrassing. Aren't you embarrassed? You emba- are you a Sebastian Maniscalco guy at all? I do like him. Yes. Yeah. Aren't you embarrassed? That was one of his specials. Yeah. I, I mean, just, whenever look, I hear the word embarrassing, I think of Craig because he goes embarrassing. You embarrassed embarrassing. yourself. Embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. Well, he might say that later today about Brady Nichols. I think it speaks more to Brady's status than it does anything else. Which isn't that fair to say? Yes. I'm not necessarily defending it, but it's like. The dudes, what is he now? 45, 40, he and, Brady, yeah. he and Zach Wilson just celebrated the break. Is he 46 now? Whatever He might it is. be. It's absurd. He's 56 years old. I just <laughs> yeah, Googled he might, it. He might as well be. He might as well be. Yeah, so that was tough. And then the people on Twitter go, oh, isn't that the same as jersey exchange? No, because jersey exchange is generally exchanged between two guys of the same caliber. Um, You're not asking uh, Brandon Eccles wouldn't trade jerseys with Tom Brady because Tom Brady has nothing to do with a Brandon yeah, Eccles jersey. And at least it's an it's even if they're not of the same caliber, it's an yeah. equal exchange jersey for jersey. You jersey know, for Brandon jersey. Eccles, Brandon Eccles didn't give anything to Tom Brady yesterday. Nor right. Did he ask? Obviously. Like who's this guy? <laughs> right. Who is this guy? Do yeah, you oh, yeah, work he picked here? Picked me off. That's right. And then I shoved it up there. You know what? At the end of the game. By the way, my one of my new favorite teams now, and I do my my fraudulent five on Tuesdays, but I can tell you this because <laughs> I'll be doing that with Jerry, so you won't be here to hear it, and Jerry's probably not listening now, so Let's I can hope tell so, him. By the way, Bengals. Oh wow! I'm on wow. Team Bengals now. How how unique of you to get on the the Bengals bandwagon yeah. now that they've clinched the division title. <laughs> <laughs> This Jamar Chase. I'm so all about trendy. that guy too. Yeah. I love Jamar well, Chase. Oh, I love set like rookie records in yeah. yesterday's game. Oh, I love Joe guy? Burrow. Yeah. Joe yeah. Burrow. Joe Burrow, who while y'all were on vacation broke Boomer's uh, single game yes. Bengals record a week ago. I did and see then that. Follows it up with four forty six and four touches yesterday. How Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm loving the Bengals now. I'm on Team Bengals. Yeah. Well, why, sign why me the hell up. Wouldn't you be? Uh, Joe Burrow, by the way, he was like limping or something with his knee at the end of the game, which people seem to be forgetting about. He says his knee is quote good enough. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. He, he got he took a hit. They were going to run out the clock and spike the ball and kick the field goal. So yeah, he came off the field and he said he said he should be fine. Especially now that they've, I mean, look, I'm sure they. I, I haven't looked at every single differential in the seeds yeah. yet. So maybe they can improve their seed next week. But these teams that have clinched division titles or uh, in, obviously in the case of the Packers, the bye, you can start to look at a situation where you can rest some guys. Yeah, I would rest this dude next week. Maybe they will. I don't even know. I haven't looked to see who they're playing or, again, how high they could go yeah. in the seeding. But that's really a, the way it's set up now. Unless you get the one seed with the bye, I feel like it doesn't make a huge doesn't difference. doesn't matter. Unless there's a specific opponent you're really trying to avoid. Right. That's why you got to rest them. Ooh, ooh, I might Maybe call into won't. Cincinnati Sports Talk today and say, well, what do you guys think of this? Rush yeah, Joe you Burrow. Should do that. Right now, they are li- if, it, if, again, if the playoffs started today, yeah. they're the three seed, they yeah. would host the Colts. Mm. Mm. That's interesting because so, Boomer loves Frank Reich, and yet Boomer was a Bengal. That'd yeah, be a tough that would one. be a juicy matchup. That'd be a juicy matchup. Yeah. So you got the Titans in the one seed. They control their destiny, as they say. Chiefs in the two slot. With that uh, Saturday game coming up against, who did I say they're playing in the 
week 18. The Broncos, right. Right. And then Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Colts, Chargers. And as we already pointed out, it will be Chargers and Raiders in the play-in game, essentially, for the a final playoff spot on Sunday night in week 18. The Raiders, the Raiders. against the Chargers and AFC, yeah. AFC West matchup. Uh, oh, and also the Titans clinched. I still have no interest in the Titans. I'm sorry. They're in well, the playoffs every year. I don't want to watch you. Yeah, well, that's why I said Mike Vrabel's got to be a candidate for Coach of the Year because they don't, especially the way it played out this year where all the injuries, Derrick Henry's been out, and there are two big wideouts, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, missed a lot of time. I mean, I know that Brown's been in there the last couple of weeks, but they find a way to get it done. It's not always sexy. You know, like it's pouring rain down there yesterday. It's a boring game against the Dolphins. It's tough to get into. But they're one of those teams that they get. I mean, they beat the Patriots in Foxborough, Brady's final year in New England. So they're one of those teams that could give you give you a tough time in January in the playoffs. Here. I know. I just I don't want to watch them, and I don't want to watch the Ravens. I just don't. There's certain teams I just don't want to watch in the playoffs. Yeah, I hear you. So you're looking at you'd be into the Bengals Colts matchup. I guess. And you're you're pulling for the Chargers. Yeah, that's where you're at. The Chargers. Let's do an Odyssey Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence. She's talking about Antonio Brown. I'm going to guess fully supportive. (laughs) Batman. Are we allowed to use this Batman theme? It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Boomer and Geo in just a few minutes. Uh, CeeLo joins me today. Jerry's out. Uh, Poor Dan Reeves, who uh, passes away when John Madden passes away. So he gets... Completely blown over in the coverage. Uh, yeah, I, I, I once the same thing. I once sat next to Dan Reeves on a Delta Airlines flight from uh, Tampa to Atlanta when he was head coach of the Falcons. Say first class. Jim? I was sitting first class because my dad worked for Delta. We got first class. How about that? That's how about that. I was freaking <laughs> living it up, and, and I and I I was like, I recognize this guy, and then I saw he was wearing his uh, Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl ring. So I was like, I'm not going to annoy this guy and talk to him. He talked to me. That's how nice he was. How about that? He goes, and he has a, has a southern accent. He goes, what do you do for a living? So I told him, I go, you're Coach Reeves. Yes, I am. You called him Coach? That's right. Oh, Respect. Man. This was a guy who wore a suit, CeeLo. Not like guys wear hoodies these days. You know why he yeah, wore a suit? Up sleeves. Tom Landry, right? That's right. Class. And what were you wearing in first class? Oh, well, I had to wear a suit as well. <laughs> that For was real? The, yeah, that's how we. Uh, that's what the Delta Airlines policy was at the time. Really? Yeah, because if you're flying first class on their dime, you wear a suit. So wow. me and Dan Reeves, just a couple of guys wearing suits in first class, enjoying ourselves, chatting like the gentlemen we were. And he probably didn't know about that rule, so he actually thought more of you because yeah. you were required, but he didn't right. know that. I didn't say my dad got me this seat up front well, here. Yeah, I've never heard that you were what? required to wear a suit in first no, class. No, no, no. I'm saying as to get the Delta employee sit up there for free, I had to wear a suit. That's, that's right. That's bogus. Not I've never bogus. heard that. No. I've never heard that rule. That's when the airlines were classy, Boomer, <laughs> when you had to wear suits in first class. And a guy was smoking behind you? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of oh. yeah, we were smoking. We were really having a good, no seatbelts. We were having a good time, me and Mr. Dan Reeves. He was going back to Atlanta. He was doing a speaking engagement in Florida. 
Oh, what talked, year did you say this was? We talked about life. Um, early 90s. I was living in early Florida 90s. at the time. Early 90s. I should have brought this up earlier. Did you hear about the two Bucks and their travel situation yesterday trying to get to the game? I didn't see. I saw you tweeted something. I, I, I couldn't. I was like, I can't with these videos anymore. Yeah. Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy bunting because of COVID. They were supposed to fly private. Then the pilot called out sick and they were delayed. And then they, they basically landed in Newark at like 12.15 for a 1 o'clock game. And they didn't even get to warm up. So they had to get the police escort to the stadium. It was a wild story. So mm. I'll play some of that audio later. How on. about that? How about that? Listen, with the impending storms, pilots getting sick, there's like thousands of flights canceled. You got to be crazy to be traveling there. That's why I'm, Antonio Brown probably didn't even go home yesterday. He probably right. just went to party in Manhattan for the night, right? I like people like, how is he going to get home? Oh, I don't know. He's made $40 billion in his career. I'm sure he'll find yeah. a flight. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. The-